Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. As the signs begin to appear signaling the end times are coming, it's not necessarily time to panic. Instead, Pastor J.D. explains today it actually means that the time of redemption for believers is close at hand. Jesus encouraged believers to look up when these signs begin. Be ready. He will surely be here soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 7th, 2021. Jesus is speaking, and He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Now, the reason I wanted to start with these specific scriptures is because they all collectively describe a global genocide. While we're not told the number of people killing one another in Revelation 6-4, it does seem that the great sword would be an indication of a great number. Then, when the third seal is opened in verses 5 and 6, we can surmise that there will be additional deaths by virtue of this great famine in the face of it taking an entire day's wages just to buy the ingredients to make bread. That's called hyperinflation. Add to these deaths the opening of the fourth seal in verses 7 and 8, where we're told that an additional one-fourth of what's left of the world's population will be killed by sword, famine, and plague, plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. So let's just say for purpose of discussion that the population of the world today is well nigh eight billion with a B, right? Uh, isn't one-fourth, just again for purpose of discussion, one-fourth of eight billion, two billion? Am I, why are you looking at me like that? My math is right, right? Two billion. That's one-fourth. 
That presupposes, of course, a population remaining at this time when this fourth seal is open. Two billion people. Two billion people. Yesterday, I happened upon a quote from American futurist and author Barbara Marks Hubbard, who was the co-founder and president of the Foundation for Conscious Evolution. Hubbard theorized that humanity was on the threshold of a quantum leap. This is New Age Great Reset, by the way. If newly emergent scientific, social, and spiritual capacities were integrated to address global crises. Here is what she stated, and I quote, One-fourth of humanity must be eliminated from the social body. We are in charge of God's selection process for planet Earth. He selects, we destroy. We are the riders of the pale horse, death. (laughs) Wow, I just have no words. And for me that's a miracle, to have no words, to be speechless. I have to insert some levity or else I'll start (laughs) weeping. In addition to one-fourth of the population being wiped out, Revelation 8 verses 8 through 11 tell us that many people, again we don't know how many, are going to die from the destroyed ships and what appears to be the poisoned waters. Then you get to Revelation 9 verses 15 through 18, where we're told that an additional one-third of what's even left of the world's population at that time, one-third is killed. Jacques Cousteau, filmmaker, explorer, and underwater world researcher stated, and again I quote, In order to save the planet, it would be necessary to kill 350,000 people per day. Our society is turning toward more and more needless consumption. It is a vicious circle that I compare to cancer. Should we eliminate suffering, diseases, The idea is beautiful, but perhaps not a benefit for the long term. We should not allow our dread of diseases, diseases, to endanger the future of our species. Speak for yourself. I was created in the image of God. In order to stabilize world population, still quoting, we need to eliminate 350,000 people a day. (laughs) It is a horrible thing to say, but it's just as bad not to say it. The United Nations goal is to reduce population selectively by encouraging, listen to this, abortion, 
forced sterilization, and control of human reproduction, and regards two-thirds, interesting, of the human population as excess baggage, with 350,000 people to be eliminated per day. Population growth is the primary source of environmental damage. Interesting connecting those dots, yeah? Doubtless many of you know about these Georgia Guidestones. They are a granite monument erected in Elbert County, Georgia, 40 years ago, back in 1980. What's interesting about these guidestones is their anonymity in terms of who authored them, and their apparent advocacy of population control, eugenics, and internationalism, which have made them an object of controversy and conspiracy theories. You think? <laughs> this, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is this photo of the engraving on one of them reading, and I quote, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Perhaps one need look no further than to Revelation 7, verses 9 through 14, to see that this great multitude may be part of this satanic plan to both reduce and maintain the world's population. I suppose it should come as no surprise that of the great tribulation, Jesus would say, unless those days were shortened, no flesh, humanity would survive. It's important to understand that these prophecies in the book of Revelation are in motion now, prior to the seven-year tribulation. And the reason I mention that is because seeing these begin, keyword, begin to come to pass now, is evidence of just how close our redemption is now. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 21, 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. When you see them begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads. Now the question becomes one of, okay, 
How can we be certain that this is the beginning of those things coming to pass? That this is in fact the beginning of the end, given that there have been genocides throughout history, chief of which was the Jewish Holocaust. Some at that time thought it was the end, (laughs) by virtue of the belief that Adolf Hitler was not just an Antichrist, but actually the Antichrist. I suppose in all fairness, one could argue that what we're seeing today is yet another one of those periods of time that will eventually fade into the pages of human history. But we have a problem, and the problem is that with this mindset, one is led to what's known as normalcy bias. And this under the banner of, well, it didn't happen then, so it's not going to happen now. Let's define normalcy bias. It's a mental state people enter when facing a disaster. It causes people to underestimate both the possibility and the likelihood of a disaster occurring. And this leads people to disbelieve or minimize threat warnings. Thus, the normalcy bias, which some estimate, this is interesting, to be about 70% of the population, which to me explains a lot. It causes them to not adequately prepare for catastrophic events like natural disasters such as earthquakes and ensuing tsunamis, or wars, pandemics, and even motor vehicle accidents. The assumption that is made in the case of the normalcy bias is that since a disaster never has occurred, then it never will occur. It also results in the inability of people to cope with a disaster once it does occur. People with a normalcy bias have difficulties reacting to something they have not experienced before. People also tend to interpret warnings in the most optimistic way possible, seizing on any ambiguities to infer a less serious situation. You probably already know where I'm going with this, so I'll get right to the point. Yes, the end didn't come then, but that does not mean it couldn't or wouldn't come now. And the reason being is that the Holocaust was a Jewish genocide, whereas according to Bible prophecy, what's coming and may in fact already be here 
is a global genocide, not just a Jewish genocide. Furthermore, it was after the Jewish Holocaust that Israel was reborn as a nation, fulfilling what is arguably amongst the most significant prophecies in all of the Bible. Isaiah 66 verse 8, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Ezekiel the prophet, chapter 37, beginning in verses 1 through 3. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then He caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, this is a good answer by the way, Oh Lord God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Then in verses 11 and 12 we read, Then He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel, they indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and I will cause you to come up from your graves, and bring you back into the land of Israel. Wash me now. That's not in the original, the last part, but <laughs> this was fulfilled. This prophecy began its fulfillment in one day. That day, May 14th, 1948. Now, fast forward some 73 years later, and I'm going to say it this way, we see this beautiful marriage between Bible history and Bible prophecy. And let me explain what I mean by that. Once Israel was reborn as a nation, and they, keyword, began returning to their land, the prophetic time clock started ticking. So much so, after Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, He then goes on to teach a powerful prophetic parable. I'll draw your attention back to Luke 21, beginning in verse 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. 
Then we're told in verse 29, He spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation that sees that (laughs) will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Okay. I share all that to say this. All that Bible prophecy told us would happen, has happened, pointing us to what may very well soon happen, sooner than any of us may even think. Enter the aforementioned prophetic significance of the ten stages of genocide and their chilling parallels to what's happening now. I first learned of the ten stages of genocide from online members who sent me links and videos. And after I vetted them and researched this, I found that it was written by a Gregory H. Stanton in 1996 as the founding president of Genocide Watch. At the time, he presented a briefing paper called The Eight Stages of Genocide at the United States Department of State. While it's unclear whether or not this was a government operation, it does seem that the stages presented are very accurate as evidenced by history and I would suggest even prophecy. In 2012, Stanton added two additional stages to his model, which resulted in a 10-stage model of genocide. Now, it's important to understand that the stages are not linear, and usually occur simultaneously, and that's very important, so hang on to that. Before we go through these ten stages, I think it's incumbent upon me to go on the record and state that I truly believe the COVID-19 vaccine will, at the very least, in part, bring about this global genocide. And if you'll hang in there with me, I'll explain why I say that and believe that. Here are some excerpts from an 11-page downloadable PDF file, which we provided a link to, titled, The COVID-19 Genocide of 2020. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.